Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. So the other day uh, in bed, I do a little bit of thinking in bed when I get up, like probably most of you, and I was thinking, I'm 67 years old. <clears throat> My dad was 91 when he died, and he was active up till about three months before he died. And and I thought, well, how that's in, and I have the capacity as many of us do now to to live well into our 90s and maybe even to our hundreds. And it's like, okay, so that could be 30 to 40 years from now. And that's a long, that's a long time. If, if you remember the first 40 years of your life or the first 30 years of your life or even the first 20, that's a lot of, lot of going on in life. And, and so many of us are afraid of aging, right? I visited a, my dentist for the first time and he's been reading, he and his wife have been reading my um, blogs in Orcus Issues, which is basically uh, what I talk about in these podcasts. And then I transferred them over into into these blogs for Orcus Issues. And so he's been reading them and said, geez, you know, yeah, we're not, we're kind of afraid about what's going to happen. I don't know uh, about my future and how I want it to be. I want to work to the end of my life, but you know, how does that look? And and so this sort of a little bit of this this quality of angst and anxiousness about the rest of his life. I think he's younger than I am. And that is kind of interesting because so many of us are afraid of, of aging. And yet here we are in the midst of it. So the intention of this particular podcast is to say, hey, do we have to live in that level of fear? And many of us have been living in that level of fear all these years. And do we have to continue to live in that level of fear? Or so can we do it differently? And and I'm saying, yeah. Uh, at the top of my list, I have a, a page in my notes. And at the top, of it says podcasts. And it's my podcast, basically. And it says, I'm not afraid to age. I'm not afraid of aging. And I'm not afraid of age. And yet, I find myself in these little pockets, it says, wow, how do I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Not how should I do this? Because when we get into the shoulds, how should I do it? You know, consensus reality says you should do this and this and this. You should have a million dollars in your bank account for retirement. You should have Medicare A, B, C, D, L, L, and K, whatever those are. Um, you should, and then just, you could just list you know, two pages of what you should want or what you should be as you're aging. And I think a, a really important element of aging well, I kind of giggle, is like, oh, I don't have to do what I should do. I have to do what I want to do. And that quality of just shifting from what I should do to what I want to do, what's mine to do, shifts fear and and sort of because at some point we go, oh, if I'm not going to do what I should do, doesn't isn't that scary? It's like, yeah, that is scary, actually. So um, an example of that is me, myself, I have been more of an, I can't even say more of an alternative. I am alternative in terms of how I perceive the world, how I perceive life and how I, you know, practice living into it. And, and it's hard for me to say that because it goes against what I should you know, what the what my consensus reality says I should in, in this Western world is I should embrace Western medicine. I should be on Medicare A, B, C, L, K, R, whatever those are. The fact of the matter is I'm not. I'm on Medicare A, plan A, and that's it right now for now. 
and where I invest my my money, if you will, or invest my energies is in healthy practices so that I don't need the medical system and and I can be less afraid of what will happen in the future because that's all we're doing is we're afraid of the future. But if I'm taking care of myself now, then I'm not investing in what's going to happen to me because I won't be getting sick, if you know what I'm saying. And I don't need the prescriptions for medication that for me isn't going to bring, make me well. What's going to make me well is mindfulness in my practices of staying healthy. And that's what so many, um, uh, uh, you know, health pr- principles are all about now. It's like work on staying healthy now. Do the things that are going to make you healthy now. And then you can maintain that health and well-being and, and not get sick, not need prescription drugs, not plan on going into the hospital because you won't be getting sick. Uh, now you can say, well, that's really, <laughs> that's Pollyanna thinking, but it's like, no, statistics research shows that if you do A, B, C, D, E, you're going to be healthy and you can stay vital. And, and, you know, I've got the backup for Medicare and, and, and at some point, perhaps I will uh, join plan B or whatever. But right now I'm working on making myself healthier. And um, in that way, my life is getting uh, much more rich and fulfilling and a lot less fear. So you might say, well, what do I have to do? <laughs> it's like, how do I do that? Well, if you look at, I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do because that's not, it doesn't work for me to say, hey, do this or do that because most likely you won't. But to point to some of the statistics, and I've said these things before, but I'm just, it's always good to repeat them, and is, you know, statistically 95%-ish of our health problems are related to what we eat. And that's sugar and carbohydrates and, um, and fats. So number one, if we cut back on and or be mindful of what we're eating and say, yeah, 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 that makes sense that when I'm eating sugar, I get these symptoms, then when I, maybe I'll cut back and see what happens. I cut back on sugar and I cut back on wheat and I had to, uh, and stopped alcohol. And now that was un, un, impossible a year ago, truly. I could not, I would not be able to do that. Somehow I'm doing it. That's all I can tell you. But in doing that, I, um, a lot of the symptoms that I would have thought is the symptoms of aging actually are gone. Now that's pretty cool to know. It's like, oh, I thought that was aging related. Oh, I thought that was aging related. Oh, I thought that was aging related. But as I cut back on the foods that, um, that I'm saying, I can feel how they hurt my body, how they affect me when I eat them. It's like, if I cut back on them, guess what? I don't have those symptoms. It's not related to aging. (laughs) It's related to the foods I'm eating. So just, I just want you to be curious about, oh, what happens if I just cut back on that or that or that? I, uh, I mentioned in, in, in previous podcasts, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much in denial that what have been in denial about the way that alcohol makes my mind spinny two or three days after I have a drink. Um, and, you know, being, uh, in denial that sugar and um, and carbohydrates uh, affect me 
but then just to let them go and not have them in my body and see what shows up. Clarity of mind, less pain, no restless leg, or much less at this point, uh, but I still do have some wheat and sugar in my, in my diet, and so I have that. So I'm watching that. And so anyway, not to beat a dead horse here. Um, so changing, uh, looking at what you eat, uh, looking at, um, at exercise. Uh, it's proven that exercise increases health and well-being. Even among smokers, if you smoke and exercise, you're more likely to be healthier than a person that doesn't smoke and doesn't exercise. Now, I thought that statistic was really interesting, but it's true. So exercise is really important. We know water is really important. Uh, We know positive thinking is really important. Some of these things I've mentioned from uh, uh, Kelly Turner's book, um, Radical Remission, uh, but positive thinking, that our negative thinking, this is in the research. This is scientifically proven. This is not like, you know, made up alternative woo-woo stuff. This is in the science, in the science. Um, so positive thinking uh, turns on our genes to take care of our immune system and other things. So positive thinking helps stay healthy and, um, and wise and, and clear and available in the world. That's a good thing. But when we start to um, feel the symptoms, and I've kind of, I mentioned this before, when in doubt, drink water. It's like when we start to experience symptoms, we go, oh, that's because I'm aging. And, and then we start to get afraid. Oh, now, oh, what am I going to do about this? I better go see a doctor. And it's like, well, no, let's, let's, why don't you create a checklist for yourself and say, okay, so am I exercising? Am I breathing a lot? (laughs) Am I actually breathing? Am I getting out of my chair? Am I, um, am I eating a lot of sugar or, uh, and this is a holiday time. This is, um, right now just before Thanksgiving. And so it's like, you know, what, how, what's all of that? So my point is, is that we don't have to be afraid of, of aging. Um, and the more mindful you are of yourself and what it is you want in your life. And I'm really encouraging, if you don't know or you don't know how to do that, get yourself a coach. Get yourself a life coach so that people, there's somebody there that can support you through this. So you can know what you want as opposed to know what you should want. I'll talk more about this in another uh, podcast, but um, I'm going to leave you with that for now is you don't have to be afraid for the next 30 years. Can you imagine saying, okay, I'm afraid now. And do I really need to be afraid for the next 30 years? It's really a choice. And I leave that in your very, very competent inner guru hands. All right. Big hugs. Bye for now.